Welcome to the latest edition of Spotlight, a PEI media podcast that delves into the very latest in private markets investing. I'm Adam Lay, senior editor based in London. I recently caught up with Sachin Kajuria, a former partner at Apollo Global Management, who's just written a book about what it's like to work in the private equity industry. That's a very reductive view of his book, of course. The book, which is called Two and Twenty, How the Masters of Private Equity Always Win, actually examines how the private equity industry and private equity firms work, with examples based on real-life events that shed light on the ins and outs of working in a private equity firm. Kajuria is one to know. He spent seven years at Apollo, remains an investor with Blackstone and Carlyle Funds, and is founder and CIO of Achilles Management, his family office. I asked Sachin about why he decided to put pen to paper on his thoughts on the PE industry and why it was important to him to convey to a wide audience the importance of the asset class to the global economy. To him, private equity is now at a point where it's no longer alternative, it's mainstream. From life sciences to tech, different fund structures such as permanent capital vehicles and SPACs, private markets have seen tremendous growth. A key takeaway from the book is something that won't come as news to private equity professionals. And that is that private equity and private markets are a people business. Here's Sachin. So we have to remember that it's a people business. There's nothing automated about it. And it relies on the decisions taken by investment professionals and management teams who act like engaged owners, not passive investors. They eat what they cook. That makes all the difference. They're aligned. They're focused. And so for more people to understand the influence of private equity, its importance, they need to understand, I think, some of the psychology that drives long-term success in private markets. Sachin's book is full of anecdotes based on real-life examples of what it's like to work in a private equity firm. Remember, Sachin himself spent seven years at Apollo and was a partner there. He describes in glorious detail the hours that are put in walking into an office in midtown Manhattan, the reverence the staff, including the office security guards, have for the founder of a firm, the specific furniture a private equity firm has chosen to place in the office, and even its water cooler chats between PE professionals, partner level, mid-level, and junior grunt. With all this insider info, an expose one might say, does Sachin feel he might ruffle any feathers? Well, I very much hope not. I mean, the book is not about any individual or any one firm. There are firms focused on infrastructure, firms focused on distressed, firms that do everything, firms that do media, and there's no individual that is, you know, highlighted or even any, any firm. And I think you'd agree, I hope you'd agree that the tone of the book is incredibly constructive about the fact that private equity works. I think we need to get away from this idea that it's just financial engineering or uh, people are in it for a quick buck or whatever. It works and it delivers real cash returns, not paper returns. It's delivering real cash returns for the investors to service their obligations. And I think when you look at the tone in each chapter, it also realizes one key thing, which is the people who work in this industry are human. They make mistakes. They're not perfect. And I think at the moment, we're unfortunately at a point where there's a little bit of a sort of like it or hate it attitude when it comes to private equity. And I think we just need to get away from that because it's mainstream, because it really has phenomenal reach 
I ask Sachin about the concept of alignment, something that underpins the private equity model and a topic that Sachin is at pains to discuss in his book. This is, of course, the title of his book, in particular, the 20 from 2 and 20 part, which of course refers to the 20% of profits a GP takes after achieving a certain return for its investors. Listeners to this podcast will know that the PE industry has been criticised in the past for not delivering alpha, for not outperforming its public markets equivalents, and that in the PE model, GPs are aligned on the upside but not aligned on the downside. Based on his experience working in private equity, I asked Sachin, who himself is now an LP in Blackstone and Carlyle Funds via his family office, how he'd respond to such arguments. So as an LP now, I'm obviously particularly happy when funds do better than just buying a relatively cheap index on one of the public markets. And I'm less happy when they don't. (laughs) Um, That would be the case, I think, for most investors. In my experience, the incentive is absolutely central to the industry. And of course, there are lots of variations of two and 20. I mean, you get one and a half and 15, you get even more than two and 20. You know, it's just a benchmark and it's probably the most recognizable formulation of the benchmark that most people are aware of. But I think in the simplest terms, the more money the investors make, and these investors are pension funds, retirement systems. I mean, you've looked at all the websites, you see how much private equity firms are now drawing attention quite rightly to the fact that their investors are everything from teachers, retirement funds, to police, to firemen, to so on and so forth. You know, these investors, the more they make, the more the professionals make. The idea is to win together. On the downside, if the investors don't make any money, then in terms of the carried interest, at least, the professionals don't make any carried interest because there's no carried interest that's generated or due. Could the 2 and 20 model change in years to come? Sachin says that while there probably will be some kinds of tweaks, in general, managers making money when their investors make money is an idea here to stay. You really think and act like a principle, thinking that we'll, you know, we need to live with this, whether it does well, whether it doesn't do well, and what counts for us is the outcome for our investors in years to come that hopefully it does very well. Of course, there are some investors who don't think private equity is worth the fees, that it's an expensive asset class. In the UK, pension manager Nest previously voiced concerns that it wouldn't pay 2 and 20 for PE exposure as it deemed it too expensive. The pension has since made an about turn on this. What would Sachin's message be to institutional investors who think along similar lines? To his credit, Sachin says we have to respect their views. Many firms indeed do not outperform public markets. On the other hand, many firms consistently outperform public markets by 500 basis points, for example. So what is Sachin's specific advice to institutional investors not convinced that PE delivers alpha? I would say to investors that have that view, you know, are you really servicing your obligations or your needs or your goals with what you have? And if you're able to achieve that at a fraction of the cost through the public markets or some other vehicle, then I understand. If you feel that maybe private equity hasn't delivered for you, and that's the reason you're against these sorts of fees, then look at who you're giving it to. You know, let's, let's have a conversation about how come? Did you get unlucky with a bad vintage, but the firm is a great firm? Are you too exposed to a certain strategy and the macro is turned against that strategy or whatever it happens to be? Or are you just with the wrong GPs? You know, I, so I think that's a, it should be a respectful dialogue 
And going back to what I said earlier, I don't think we should be in a sort of adversarial mindset of is PE worth it or is PE not worth it? I wanted to pick up on one particular point in Sachin's book. That is, he paints a very positive picture of the private equity industry, but gives an example of where a lower-level associate is working on a transaction and tax on a $5 million consultation fee almost arbitrarily. Was this a bit of artistic license on behalf of the author, or does this kind of thing, arbitrary fees charged to LPs by individuals at a PE firm, happen more often than not? No, it's not an arbitrary thing that's up to the individual. I think that the model of management and monitoring fees has seen some changes over time in the last decade or two. I think that different firms have different models for how they manage the investments. Some don't charge anything to so-called monitor their portfolio companies, and some in the past have charged something to do that. I think that's quite well established. And I think that what it reflects is typically the cost of that monitoring. Now you could say, well, isn't that paid for by the management fee? Well, maybe the management fee is particularly low because it's a new firm and the deal they've struck with their investors is we're gonna have a low management fee, but then when we do a deal, because we've got to put more resources on it and travel and invest in consulting services and so on, we'll charge a monetary fee on top, but you don't pay that automatically in a higher management fee in the beginning. It could be that, or it, it could just be that that was the practice at a particular firm. I do think, however, that, you know, in general, at least my sense is that when transaction fees are charged, there has to be a real justification for it. Something really has to be done. We wrap up the discussion by talking about the end of the book and why the industry needs more engagement. Specifically, what the industry can do to help drive more engagement with different members of society. To Sachin, it's the role of GPs, LPs, industry bodies and service providers to all help move away from an adversarial dialogue about private equity. Once you get away from that and you, you know, everyone starts to relax a little bit more, and you can not look for the gotcha question to try and catch somebody out. And equally, you hopefully won't get a sort of corporate response that may not reveal everything you, you're trying to understand or learn. You're trying to just have an open dialogue. Investors, the firms, regulators, the media, everyone needs to just sort of accept that this is a large, important industry that is only getting larger and only becoming even more influential. And there is a symbiosis between the investors on the one hand and the investment firms on the other. I think once that happens and everyone plays their role, you will see uh, the communication flow even better. And I think what we'll see, particularly as retail investors come into the picture more, I think you'll see that engagement continue to improve in the years to come. The book is 2 and 20 by Sachin Kajuria, out in mid-June, wherever you buy your books. For Private Equity International, I'm Adam Lay. Thanks for listening.